Welcome to Power to Speak, the podcast. I'm Jackie Goddard, and it's my mission to make entrepreneurs, leaders and speakers excited about sharing their business ideas, to watch them transform from fearful to fearless in front of their audiences. Power to Speak, the podcast is aimed at those aspiring to be leaders, entrepreneurs and speakers, giving them the opportunity to learn from those that have been there, seen that and got the t-shirt. I discuss with them how they've used their creativity, curiosity and humility to create their success. Welcome to the second half of my fabulous conversation with Joan Hodges, actor and wife of the late and legendary Chaz Hodges, the Chaz half of Chaz and Dave. In this half, I find out what happened when Dave came along and we discuss her acting career and appearances in TV classics like Only Fools and Horses, It's a Sin and EastEnders. Enjoy. By that time, Chaz had gone into a band called Head, Hands and Feet uh, and that was another good band. And so he was in that and he actually went over to America touring with them. And we were there for a couple of years and then moved out and actually got our own place. And we got like a little bungalow uh, in uh, Broxbourne. Right. And that's where our son came along, Nick. And that's our three wonderful kids. Yeah. 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 And so when did Dave come along? Ah, oh, bless him. <laughs> well, Chaz met Dave through me. Uh, he, Chaz had, uh, and this was when we were, um, before I'd gone to America, I think I'd just been offered the, the, the chance to go to America. And uh, Chaz had left me, took me home, and he was on his way back home, got up to the top of the road to get the bus, and he'd missed the last bus. And so he started walking from Enfield to Edmonton. And um, this car came along and stopped, and it was driven by his old schoolmate, Brian Juniper, and seen next to him was Dave Peacock. And these two were in a band together. And um, Brian said, well, what are you up to? He said, oh, I've just taken my girlfriend home. He said, I've missed the last bus. He said, jump in, we'll take you home. And so they got chatting. This is the first time he's ever met Dave Peacock. And they've got the same musical loves. Um, they were both bass players at that time. And um, Chad said, well, my girlfriend, she's just going to America. And so he said, do you fancy going to see a band? And so that's how the two of them became friends. So while I was in America, they were going to see different bands and um, and got we got really friendly when I came back. Dave came to our wedding, and um, which was lovely. And then it was only every Christmas we would go around to Mari, Dave's sister, and we would have Christmas parties always. And Chaz would get on the piano. Dave would be on a banjo or guitar. And it's one day Chaz just said to him, how about if I stay on the piano and you play bass, so your bass, and we get a band. Yeah. And that's how Chaz and Dave. And when they first started, it literally was just Chaz and Dave, the two of them, just went out together. Yeah. And it was only after um, two years um, they, they said, let's, let's get a drummer. And so they got Mickey Burt, who was the drummer from Cliff Bennett and the Rebel Rousers. That's how he came to yeah. join them. Yeah. yeah. Were, were they writing their own stuff at that point? Were they doing yeah, they do a lot of covers um, uh, and a lot of rock and roll. Uh, and then they did start writing their own stuff and then bringing it in. 
and uh, the one that, that was really pick up, people would say, do that old darling song, and they call it, and that's, uh, there's no pleasing you. Yeah. But of course, old darling, and so that was the old darling song. Yeah. And so they bought that out and why it went. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant yeah. song. Yeah. And so then you obviously were at home with the kids. Yeah. Chaz was off touring. Yeah. But obviously that old acting bug was still there. Oh, yeah. I really, I, I, I really would have loved, loved to have gone to drama school. And I when well, it wasn't until, um, yeah, uh, I was 40 and I thought, the kids grown up. They've got their own lives. Um, I think we still had uh, Nick was at home, and I thought I'm going to go to drama school, and uh, I applied and went to Mountview, where you where went, I went, yeah, and your dad, yeah, and uh, and I was there when I came out from Mountview. Um, didn't know what to do. Pick bought the stage magazine, and looked in, and the Millfield Theatre in Edmonton were holding auditions, they wanted a company of 20 actors to start a rep company. And so I applied, I did the week's workshops and I got offered uh, a part to be part of the company, which was fabulous. I loved it, absolutely loved it. And the first, very first professional job I did was uh, playing the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. Which I loved. I love Shakespeare. Yeah. You? Yeah, I, I love it. And the, the nurse is a brilliant part. Oh, I've never played it, but yeah, oh, love wonderful. it. Oh, wonderful. I played her as an Italian. <laughs> and um, it was a joy. I loved it. And a lovely actor called Dominic Frisbee um, played Romeo. Uh, and I think I think he's stand-up comedian now, I oh, think. Right. I don't know his name. Yeah. Yeah, look, look him up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a, a lovely chap, like Dominic. And that's where you got your agent from, is it? That's where. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it wasn't actually because I, from there, um, a friend of mine, literally an actor who had been, um, he played the friar in Romeo and Juliet, and he'd written this play that he was putting on at the Tristan Bates Theatre, uh, at the Actors Centre in London, and uh, so I thought, if I'm going to get an agent, here I am in London. For a week, no one can say, oh, it's too far to come because they're all pretty much based in, in London. So I wrote to every single agent I could get and the uh, one of them, oh, I got offered two and um, I went with, well, it's Felix DeWolf, who I'm still with. Uh, so I've been with them over 20 years and uh, they came to see and then offered me representation and I've been very happy being with them yeah right yeah so what what did Chaz think of you in all of that was he quite happy for you oh yeah he I think he was yeah he was pleased he knew I was doing something I absolutely loved and all the way through I mean as, as things picked up and television started he would be the one to help me learn my lines right. no is it um when I did only fools and horses that uh, he was doing the lines for, for uh, that everything he's done he did and um so he was there and very very yeah, yeah. very supportive yeah mm. well you both came to see to see me in a yeah we did production yeah hen and chickens hen and chickens that's hen and right. chickens yeah. yeah we did <laughs> i yeah. think you were the only people in the audience i have to say oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 
is that 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 old adage of if there's more people in the audience than there are on the stage, you shouldn't actually perform. And I think there was only two of us on the stage, so there must have been at least three people in the audience. Well, I do know. I don't go with that because I did um, the one of the first things I did. Now was that I'm trying to think if that was before I did a pantomime in che, uh, in um, Chelsea, and um, there was and, and once again it was uh, Aladdin and I played the Empress of China. And, uh, once again that that was wonderful. I absolutely loved that. But we had one actor in the company who one Saturday afternoon, I think there was only about six in there, and he came flying out as we were getting changed and said, right, he said, oh, we'll make this a quick one. There's only six out there. And I said, no, we won't. I said, that's six people that have paid their ticket to watch this show with children. We do the show. We do the whole show. And he really he wasn't happy and wouldn't talk to me. Oh, oh you read the amp. Um, but, no, as far as I'm concerned, They've paid their money. You give them a show. Yeah. What do you prefer, theatre or film? I mean, or TV? Any camera or stage? I love the company feeling of theatre. I love theatre. I mean, that's where I started. It was the theatre. Um, and I love everything about it. Um, uh, even down to when we first did uh, Romeo and Juliet, uh, we did literally three shows a day we did 10 o'clock in the morning for the schools the local schools and then we did a, a an afternoon show two o'clock i think and then we did seven o'clock show and that was quite something being a, a romeo and juliet <laughs> three, three times, times a day three times yeah. a day and um but what i loved um was we would get all those local school kids in that had never, ever been to theatre before, ever. They'd never set foot in theatre. These working-class kids would come in. And they'd start be chucking stuff about, shouting and hollering or whatever. But by the end of it, there was a quietness. And then we would go out after the show to talk to the kids. And the pure magic in their eyes, there wasn't one that it hadn't moved. Yeah. They loved theatre. Yeah. Uh, and I think that should really be encouraged yeah. on, in schools today. I mean, you think if, you know, for us back at that age, yeah. if I'd have been oh, to, crap. I mean, I kind of had been to pantomimes and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think I'd seen any kind of real no. theatre no. when I was a kid. Only because no. it, was, it just wasn't. It was out of our league, yeah. if yeah. you like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my uh, mum and dad would never have thought of taking me, no. ever. I didn't, they didn't even take me to pantomime. No. Um, but that was magic. I love that. So in answer, I love it all in its own way. Um, of course, there's more standing about and that with film and TV. Uh, with um, theatre, you're there. You're in there. And you, yeah. you've got well, this, that's what I love. Yeah. You and get on at the beginning and you get you off get at the off end. end. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's great. It's yeah. a great feeling. Yeah. So I've got a real warmth in my heart for yeah. theatre. Yeah. Um, but it's fun doing the rest of, of whatever, you know, film or, or television. Yeah. I mean, I think we had a conversation earlier about just the, the fact that the training you get as an actor mm. is is something that you can kind of use in any walk of life. Oh, yeah. It's oh, the yeah. confidence. The confidence. The playfulness. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, improvising something we both love. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just making yeah. it up as you go along. It's oh, just, yeah. you know, a, yeah. a brilliant thing to do. But yeah. in, in life, in business, when you're out there in, in the wider world, mm. just all of those sort of things that we, we learned when we were doing our acting training mm. is, you know, it all comes. It does, it does. And I've always said if uh, if I had a gift of um, a newborn baby of what to give that child, it would be the gift of confidence because that is so important mm. to feel your own worth yeah, uh, and know you can do whatever you want to do, put your mind to it if you really want to do it um, and not for have anybody to knock you down no. and say you can't. Like yeah. with my dad, uh, we we were working class. No, you do not go to drama school. Yeah. You know, it's not for us. But for kids to have that confidence, confidence is a wonderful thing. Yeah. And actually, you know, stage schools as as parts of stage schools that aren't, you know, necessarily the best, but no. just in terms of getting pe- uh, kids out there and feeling and playing and mm. creating mm-hmm. you know it's that's what where confidence comes from is just to know yeah. that you can you can step out in front of people and and you know exactly be, be something. and also you can see i think the magic with of child actors if you could see that there's no hidden agenda or oh, mustn't do this or you shouldn't do that They're, they just do it yeah and i love seeing that with young kid actors yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's wonderful just to see that yeah I mean, your three kids are all musical, aren't they? They're all musical. They're all taken after their dad. Um, Juliet, she's the eldest one. Uh, They all play piano. Uh, But Nick, the the younger of my son, uh, he was the drummer with Chaz and Dave for 10 years um, when Mickey Burt left, Um, which was a perfect person to take over because he'd grown up with Mickey Burt being yeah. the drummer since he was born. Yeah. And so uh, he knew it, it was wonderful him taking over. And then Kate, and they're all different. Um, Juliet, she does um, gigs with uh, Ed Tudor Pole and another band she goes out with. Kate, she's written a musical and she loves Noel Coward and the 30s music. And Nick, uh, um, Depeche Mode, he yeah. loves Depeche Mode and all the electronic syn- synthesizer yeah. type music. Yeah. They've all got different loves of their music, yeah. which is wonderful. Yeah, and I've heard some of Kate stuff, it's brilliant. Oh. Stuff she writes, oh, oh yeah. yeah, she's a really clever songwriter. Yeah, okay. yeah, she really is. But did I see something? Did Julia have done a Hootenanny? Did she do a Hootenanny? No, mm. with Jules, Jules Holland? No. Oh, perhaps that was something I saw no. somewhere. No, Nick was with his dad and Dave when they did Hoot Nanny. Yeah. So Nick was there. Nick's done it. Um, no. Yeah. He's done, uh, Kate was uh, on the Royal Albert Hall with them. She uh, did a sport on there. Because um, I can imagine Chaz and, and Jules Holland jamming. Oh, oh yeah. That, that they... Because um, Jules came on one of their albums and he played uh, with Hugh Laurie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Hugh Laurie's quite a oh, pianist. Yeah, and Albert Lee, he came oh, on. Yeah. And also J.I. Allison, which was Buddy Holly's drummer. He flew over from America and he's on that, that album. Um, but that it's the house has always been full of music. Yeah. I mean, it's never been so quiet since Chaz died because 
you know, his pianos, his guitars, they're all there. Yeah. But he he could never go past a piano, even his piano, without suddenly buying <laughs> into something, you know. He'd, he'd do it all the time. Yeah. And luckily, all three kids are musical. That don't always happen no. with uh, musical. Their kids don't always yeah. become whatever. Um, but my three certainly are. Yeah. They're all and mine too and there's no yeah. my daughter's suddenly was writing songs in lockdown and i don't know where that i don't know where that comes from mm. she's i mean she, yeah she, if she'd been an actress or a stunt person falling off high buildings i would have understood yeah but the songwriting i don't know where that's come from but it's just it's lovely lovely so did her. you ever sing i mean in shows and stuff no not really i mean i can remember doing an audition song yeah I did, oh, um, right. what was that one stockard channing uh greece Oh, there's worse things I could do. Oh, yeah, which is a lovely song. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some notes in there that I just, I could, yeah. I could feel people when I was when I was singing it, oh, trying, yeah, to, yeah. trying to get into the climb as far away as possible. Uh, so, so no, but I, I do love, I, I love singing, but I'm, I'm not overly, overly. No, good no. Yeah. Well, I did, um, and it was a, an amateur pantomime of Aladdin, and I played Aladdin, and I had to come down. It was when. Aladdin has found the, the cave of jewels and God knows what and come down these stairs. Packed house it was, and I had to sing Bloody Goldfinger. I mean, there's Shirley Bassey going for it, like, Goldfinger, and off I went. And I, at the end, of it, it was so awful. I just, by this time, I'd reached the front of the stage and I looked out all these faces, and I went, Sorry about that. <laughs> and the musical director. But you've got a connection to another one of my podcast guests, Jay Alexander, we were talking about earlier, who was obviously yeah. a musical director. That was really weird. You yeah. started talking about Jay, and I, I believe it was through um, it was Ray Cooney had written this uh, musical with Chas and Dave's music. Funny enough, it was um, before that had happened, Chaz and John Sullivan had spoken about John Sullivan wanted to write a Chaz and Dave, uh, yeah. well, a musical with Chaz and Dave yeah. music because John Sullivan was a huge fan of yeah. Chaz and Dave's music. And, of course, now there is one in the West End which uh, John's son, Jim, has written uh, with Paul Whitehouse, lovely yeah, yeah. Paul Whitehouse. Yeah. And... Um, and that's doing great guns in the West End. I mean, of course, through lockdown and all the what we've had to put up with the last two years, I think. But I think it's reopened, and yeah. uh, and Paul Whitehouse is playing Granddad in it. It's brilliant. Uh, oh, here he is, and it's a great show. But um, John really wanted to write that musical, and chat, him and Chas were chatting about it. And of course, then sadly, John died, which was an awful loss, and. Um, then Ray Cooney come up with this idea, and Jay was in that playing the music man. Oh, he started out. I don't know if he went all the way through it, but I know yeah. he was there. That's when I met him. Yeah. Um, lovely chap. Yes. And then obviously the, the next connection then is that Jay Alexander yeah. and Jill Nalder, who was my who's also been a guest, yeah, share a flat together and have done since uh since back in the Pink Palace which was obviously then turned into a TV series by Russell T. Davis. Yeah. It's a Sin, which is fabulous. Yes. And you were in It's yes. a Sin. I'm very proud to be in that show. 
I thought it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. And I was in episode one with the wonderful um, uh, Callum Howes, who played Colin, the yeah. Welsh boy. Lovely Colin. Oh, lovely Colin. And uh, that was that was a tremendous show. Yeah, it was. And I was incredibly proud to be part of that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, only fools and horses. Another yeah classic. You were mm. you were in that, and you were in the. Was it Rock and Chips? What did they call that? Rock and like, Chips. It was like a prequel. Was, yeah, a prequel when Del Boy was a young lad, and I was the landlady of the Nagsay Pub, and that was fun as well. Um, it's great. I think John Sullivan had a real knack of getting a great cast that gelled. Yeah, and liked one another, and there was a great atmosphere um, and I remember when I got the part um, in the um, Christmas funnily enough it was on last week my brother saw it and it's called if they could see us now and uh, I, the only, um, only four sources was when he went to the wrong funeral uh, of Uncle Albert right and uh, it came to my house and but anyway we were doing that and um, it was I'd gone down and they were shooting Western Supermare. That's where they were doing it. And uh, so I'd gone down there the night before and oh, oh, I just couldn't believe I was actually in Only Fools and Horses and really nervous. And uh, anyway, got down there and we were all staying in this one hotel. And I'd gone down there about six o'clock to get something to eat. And I thought, you know, I'll have some supper and then go back and go over my lines or oh, have an early night. And so I've got this salad or whatever I've got in front of me. And just as I got it there, doors swung open and in walked Nick Linders. There was Cassandra, yeah. to my shame. I've forgotten her name. There was... Um, Sue. No. Yeah. Marlene. 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 She's wonderful. She came in. Um and it's awful when you can only think of their actual <laughs> yeah, I know. We all awful. know them so well by the Yeah, it is, it is, it yeah, is, yeah. it really is. And, uh, yeah, and they came walking in. And um, Mike, the one that was uh, with the bar, behind the yeah. bar. Uh, and anyway, and Nick Linders, I just looked up as they came in, and Nick Linders said, oh, hello. And he said, uh, you, you, you in this? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm playing this Marilyn who's in this house. And he said, so what are you doing here? So I said, I'm just having me dinner. So he went, not on your own, you're not. And he picked up my plate. Come on, follow us. And he, I went in with them. I couldn't believe it. And he sat me down and, and sat next to me. They all sat around the table. Well, I couldn't believe it. And they were so friendly. And they, you could tell how much they liked one another. And the laughs they were having, oh, do you remember when so-and-so, do you remember when we did that episode? It was magic. Yeah. It was a moment I would never have dreamt of that I was sitting with Nick. I, I can't say enough about that dear man um, because he was he's not only a wonderful actor, he was a really good actor to work with. Yeah. Um, very generous. And as I say, it made me feel part of that yeah. company, which was lovely. Yeah. It was a real gent, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And you are going to be part of another very famous cast, very famous soap. I know. I'm really excited. Are you allowed to tell us what's going on with that? 
All I can tell you is that I'm going to be in EastEnders on February the 17th. And that's all I can tell you. Oh, so we don't know who you're going to be. You can't. I'm not going to say a word in case I say <laughs> what I must say. So, yes, I am very, very, very excited about being in that show. And the actor I have worked with was lovely. Good. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, People she was lovely. Oh, it was yeah. a she. It was a she. Okay. Mm. So no more clues. We won't get any more clues. You have to no. watch on the seventeenth of February. On the seventeenth of Feb, you will see me, and uh, and I'll t well, I'll tell you more when I can tell you more. Yeah. But it's so you know you kind of say, don't say you must say, okay, I won't say anything apart from I'm very very excited at being in this show. Brilliant. Well, you know, it's. I mean, how long has it been going now? Oh, crikey, twenty five is it? No, oh, it be more than that. It's sure. longer, isn't it? Yeah, I think I. Mm, mm. God. Yeah, 80s, wasn't it? Back mm. in the 80s it started. Mm. Yeah, I, iconic, iconic. Well, I remember years ago when I was doing that play at the Tristram, going back, uh, June Brown came to see that show and I was having a drink with her afterwards and she said, Joan, you should be in our show. And I thought, well, it's <laughs> taken a long time, but I've got there. You've got there. Do you know who else was in there? Because I came to see you in, in that play. Wasn't uh, Jonathan Ross's mum? Jonathan Ross's mum. Um, sadly, she died uh, a couple of years ago. Um, she was in it. And um, the one that played uh, Pete Bill. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. He was yeah, in it. Was, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, you've got so much to write in this book. So, how's, how's yes. that going? Have you actually written anything yet? Yeah, I've written. It's been. It's taken me a long time because, the truth be known, I'm not very disciplined in sitting down and writing. Um, as I say, if I get a call from the kids, I think, yeah, all right, okay. Um, but I am now. This year is going to be the year I finish this book. Um, and it's. I'm about halfway through. Um, and it's called um, From Bunny to Rabbit Rabbit. And and I'm not quite sure whether to literally write about purely my time as a Playboy Bunny girl and then take it into um, the Chaz and Dave. Uh, or, well, I'm not quite sure where to. This is I need a publisher or an editor, editor or whatever yeah, you need yeah. to guide me on the best format. So anybody out there who fancies <laughs> well, there giving me a hand. A call out yeah, there for anybody. Out there. Uh, so I suppose it's it's the structure, isn't it? it yeah, you know, the structure. That's a lot of that's a lot of time. Yeah. From sixty six through to sort of now. Yeah. Uh, although I could just take it up to when he met Dave and from then right. on in. Um because I've got thousands of photos. Um, I have, uh, and stories yeah. that that are in with when I was at Playboy Club and also the the Chas and Dave experience, which yeah. was, oh, yeah, magical. It yeah. really was. Did yeah. it feel like a bit of a whirlwind now when you look back? Yeah. There was never, ever a dull moment. I mean, there was never something that was happening the whole time. It really was. Um, exciting things. Um, yeah, it was good. And it was funny because uh, as uh, I remember when we first moved into a um, house, I think it was in the 80s, and um, there was a, somebody, uh, as we were, were coming in, oh, I was going in, and he said, are you the lady who's married to Chas and Dave? And I thought <laughs> it's always been, and dear Sue, who was Dave's uh, late wife, 
she always got it. You know, are you are you married to Chess and Day? Oh, you're married to Chess. It was always we were that. Yeah. And what was a magical moment was when they did the um, This Is Your Life. Do you remember when This Is Your Life was on? Oh, well, I remember <gasps> This Is Your Life. Oh, that was, that was fantastic because um, we were, when they first approached us, oh, talk about nerve-wracking because they said, oh, I bet you told them they were going to be on it. I swear we never did. And it was the hardest thing because I would be sitting down watching um, This Is Your Life and Chaz would suddenly come in, and I'd have to get up and go out because I thought he's going to read me, you know, <laughs> and think, you know, are we going to be on that? Uh, and and I would, I'd have to go out. Um, but they were, and what was really difficult was that at this particular point, they'd come and they'd they'd and and Sue and I, uh, Dave's wife, we had a, a a magic word, and it was Brent Cross. <laughs> so if we had to go and they wanted to meet us, the, the production team, um, I'd tell Sue and I gone up to Brent Cross, you know, to, oh, yeah, okay, and, you know, that would be fun. That's how we'd get out of it. And I'll never forget, um, when it was going on, sadly, um, Chaz's mum wasn't very well, and she knew, they. the good thing is she knew they were going to be on it, and she was really excited. And uh, and at that point, I think she would have been in a wheelchair because she really wasn't well. And so I said to her, I'd decorate her chair. I said, I'll put all the lights on and stuff. And sadly, she died. And so we held it back because we thought, no, we can't have it now. No. So we held it. And I think they held it for a year. And so that whole year, it, we had to put it out of our heads. And we didn't know it was going to be a year. But then, um, oh, about, say, eight months later, I got a phone call. Um, oh, this is, uh, yeah, this is your life. Can you speak? And I went, oh, yeah, yeah. Chaz was at, not there. So we're going with the show. And I think it was in a New, a new Year's show. So it was going right, to be a big, big one, big time. And so he said, uh, can you get in touch with uh, Sue? And I said, yeah, leave that with me. And we'll have a meeting in London at this hotel. Okay, fine. So I rang Sue up and I just said to her, because um, I didn't know if Dave was there, and I said, hello, Sue. I said, Brent Cross. And she went, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Brent Cross. She said, what about Brent Cross? So I said, um, do you want to go? So she said, oh, yeah, when do you want to go? And it, I said to her, well, okay, then we'll go tomorrow uh, about 11 o'clock and I'll pick you up. Yeah, okay. So goes when I got round there and I said, we're going up to London. She said, well, we're going to Brent Cross. <laughs> and I said to her, this is your life. I said, I couldn't say it. I said, if Dave was it. Oh, she said, okay. And so, of course, they, and then, but that time of having to blank it right out of our heads yeah. so that he didn't know, and he actually didn't. And that morning when I was having to get the kids up, because Chaz had been gigging the night before, so he was sound asleep, and I'd got all the, in a suitcase, the kids' clothes to put on because they were going to be on the show. And I, I felt almost guilty creeping out of <laughs> the house about 8 o'clock in the morning. A car was picking us up. With this suitcase and the three kids, and I don't even know where I said. Probably told him I was taking the kids sprint across more than one. <laughs> and uh, when we got there um, to where they were filming it, 
because Eamon Andrews, he went, they were doing a show and they went, they put a, a chart, they said they were going to film up, put over to Australia, but of course it was all a, 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 a ruse. And he went in there. But when they came back, when we were out in the studio and we were up in the dressing room, i never forget it, I could smell Chaz's cigar because he used to smell, uh, smoke Castella cigars. And I thought, he never knew. And he, he said afterwards, he went, how long did you know? <laughs> did you get that one? I said, longer than you realise. I said, it was so difficult. It really, really was. What a, what an amazing thing to, mm. to what an amazing tribute and they don't do that anymore do they They're, no you know. no uh, and it was great it was um so did they, did they find people from his past that he was sort of yeah i know um with um Dave, they had uh, his old boss and it's where he used to turn up because he'd been gigging the night before because he was in a band uh, he would turn up late for work and so he'd say, oh, you know, he, he, he was off stage because they used to say something and see if the the star could recognise it. And he said, oh, I remember when old Dave Coe used to turn up late and because they knew who it was. Oh, yeah. But they had some of the Spurs team on right. there that yeah. night. Lonnie yeah. Donegan, he came on. Uh, it was a really good night. Yeah. And, and they loved it. They really loved the warmth of the whole show. Yeah. And it was yeah. great. Brilliant. Good. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it obviously the two of them were, were together all the time. Like you were saying earlier that, uh, you know, yours, you and Chaz were a, a marriage of love and Chaz and Dave were a marriage of music. They were. Um, because if uh, Chaz wasn't with me, he was on the road with Dave. Yeah. And that is what's lovely now because um, I, I do meet up with Dave quite often. We go and have dinner somewhere or I'll go around for coffee. And uh, he suddenly start talking. He said, "Oh, yeah, I remember when we was in, um, yeah, we were in Chichester, and we went out for so. And it's another part of Chaz's life yes. I didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, or I'll start talking about something about Sue because Sue and I, because the boys were on the road together, they, they Chaz was quite happy to be at home. Yeah. But um, so Sue and I would go on holiday. No, we would." Um, when the boys went to Australia um, and they were there for two months, we took I took kids. Um, you know, the headmaster weren't too happy. But yeah. I thought the travel experience that those kids are going to have, yeah. which they got. And so we we went. And, uh, and, so, and then when we were in Australia, the boys were going on to, um, where were they going? Um, I think it was Malaysia, I think they were going on to. And we thought, well, we won't go there. So we took me, Sue, and three kids, went to Tonga. Oh. I mean, it's awful what's happened yeah. there recently because it's exactly where we were. Yeah. And we were there for a week. Uh, the kids never experienced anything like it in their lives. And and I did used to say, I used to say to the kids, right, you've got to do, um, like with my son, dear Nick, a project book so that you you know when you get back you can show your teacher exactly what you've learned yeah and uh, and everything about australia and uh this one particular day he wanted to go swimming i said well you do your project book and then you can go swimming and he's beavering away and he's done it done it and i said hold on hold on and he'd drawn sydney bridge because we could see that outside the hotel window 
but he, he had Superman flying <laughs> over the top. And um, But when we did get home and they went to school, I remember him coming home from school one day and he was so excited because the um, teacher had done a, um, a, a lesson on Australia and I reckon he did it purely to yeah. see. And, and Nick answered every single question. He knew what the capital was uh, and everything else. And it, it was boxes ticked. Brilliant. You know, he'd had, he'd had a wonderful time. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been talking for for hours, ages. hour and a half, ages. I, I might have to put this into two halves. This, yeah, this, is, this has been brilliant. Can yeah. I just ask how, obviously, uh, you lost Chaz three years ago? Yeah, just over three. And then obviously a year into uh, after that we went into lockdown yeah yeah so a bit like me you've kind of yeah. been home alone yeah have you has it been a sort of a comfort to have sort of the acting to look forward oh, to God, yeah. and how how, oh. how have you sort of used the time creatively creatively is now nothing will stop me um I look forward excitedly to my future whereas before um, all my thoughts were with Chaz and supporting Chaz and there was a lot of work or, or places or, or jobs I wouldn't do yeah. because it took me away. Um, but now nothing will stop me. You know, and I'm excited and I don't care whether it's theatre, film, TV. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about the future. Yeah. And it's um, it's good to have that. Yeah. Um, I'd hate to be just at home, not wondering what to do from day to day. Yeah. Because it's an exciting lot knowing. I've always loved and I've always been, for as long as I've known, um, I've never liked the comfortable nine to five. I love not knowing what's around the corner. Yeah. And a phone call can change things. Yeah. Uh, and that's exciting to me. Yeah. Mm. Well, that phone call from EastEnders might just change things well i've had the phone call <laughs> and i've got the job so i'm hoping uh that i do i hope i do I've, I've done a good job on that one and uh who knows what comes from there yeah yeah you know but you, none of us know what's uh the exciting bits in our exciting. lives yeah and I, I say you know we're in a similar situation my husband died yeah. four years ago yeah. but yeah but the excitement of kind of this this next step, yeah. And obviously, you know, you're not you're never going to forget what you had oh, and what God, was no, there, no, uh, no. And you'll cherish that. But yeah. I think we both know that our husbands would oh, want yeah. us to be excited and want yes. to, you know want us to be live our there. lives, yeah, get out yeah. there and do stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh very much so. Yeah. And I've got three wonderful children and two wonderful grandchildren, yeah. so I'm very very lucky. Yeah. Oh, it's been lovely to talk to you, Joan. Wonderful could, talking to I you, could have Jackie. Talked to you all evening. In fact, I'm going to talk to you all evening. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we're going to have some dinner. Uh, well, we're going to leave it there. So, thank you very much for watching. Those of you that are watching on YouTube, and thank you for listening wherever you are listening. And thank you once again to Joan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, then please leave a five star review on whichever platform you're on. And if you'd like to receive information about future guests or would like to know more about Power to Speak coaching, then sign up for our fortnightly newsletter at powertospeak.co.uk. Bye for now.